Welcome to Maximize Your Influence, your resource for the top persuasion, influence, and negotiation techniques that will help you maximize your success in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, Kurt Mortensen and Steve Olson. Hi, and welcome to Podcast 185. This is Kurt Mortensen. Welcome to the peeps of Maximize Your Influence as we learn the tools, techniques, the latest science of how to persuade with power and get others to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. And we're going to finish up what we talked about last podcast. We talked about how to create an instant connection with anyone and get into likability and charm and some of those things that create charisma. Because when you're charismatic, people want to be around you. They're easy to influence. And yes, I've done a lot of research on charisma. Look up in my book, Laws of Charisma. You can learn these skills. It can be learned. Some you already have, and some that you can acquire, and some you can improve to become more charismatic. Because it's real, and it helps you become more persuasive. So I spent the first part of the week out in Dallas this week. Shout out to Dallas and the good barbecue and the good people. We did a training on the psychology of influence, how to become more persuasive and influential. And Bottom line for most people is just getting more tools. They don't realize they only have four to five persuasion tools, and we gave them a long list of tools, how to apply them, how to use them, when to use them, when not to use them. When they become high lactose, or in other words, cheesy, <laughs> When they work, when they don't work, when it crosses the line to manipulation. That's always a concern with people when we get deep into the human brain and why we do what we do. Again, we've learned more in the last 10 years than we have the last 100 years combined about the brain and why we do what we do. And then there's this manipulation. It's, well, no, I mean, it's persuasion's neutral, like gravity. It's neither good nor bad. Gravity, are you walking or falling from a tree? But it comes down to your intent. I mean, if your intent is a win-win if you've revealed the right information that you need to and you've persuaded them to make a decision. And I'm a big believer that when you have a great product or service, you know it can solve their problem. You have a moral and ethical obligation to persuade them, to help them out. Because if you don't, they're going to go with someone that has an inferior product, take their money and run, and not give them what they need as a product or service or whatever it is that you're working on. That's just something to think about to get you the right mindset to be more persuasive, more influential as you go out there. But we had a great time in Dallas, learned a lot of new tools. In fact, one of the participants brought in Raising Canes, if you've been out to Texas. They're starting to kind of spread out, at least on the West Coast, I think. It's a chicken place with some great sauce. The chicken tenders that you dip, really good. And, of course, you get a lot of points when you feed a, a whole group. And that was awesome. All right, with that in mind, let's get the sound up. And that's the sound for Geeky Article of the Week. Hey, and if you have a better sound, send me one. We had the Urkel sound before, now we're using this one. We kind of go back and forth, but if you have a better sound, I'm all ears, I would love to hear it. So this one goes with our theme today about charisma, likability, and charm. Is the benefits of laughter. This comes from the Heart MD Institute and Psych Central. About laughter. And they kind of did a little historical snapshot that I thought was really interesting how Chinese emperors had court gestures, right? They were there to make people laugh. Native American tribes in the United States have what they call tricksters to make people laugh. Europe during the Middle Ages, they did satires and plays to, oh, you got it, make people laugh. 
there's something about laughter why is it so important and in fact it's interesting there's the healing power laughter that's where the heart institute comes in here then there's dr low and the father of bioenergetic therapy not sure what that is but it's something to do with the heart and hearts are good as you know they need to be pumping he says it's a way to heal the body it releases spontaneous energy it releases tension it promotes respiration it induces an endorphin release which makes us feel better and the doctors agree this is like a complementary medicine so humor heals but they also go on to talk about laughter gives one perspective it enables you to see how small your problems are remind you what's important gives you more joy it prepares you for new obstacles and strength with clarity and focus and there's so many benefits to this as far as our health and our future but as we get into likability and charm and charisma humor is huge if you get someone to laugh to smile even smile on the inside they like you better puts them in a better mood you put them in a better mood they like you even more there's something about humor that again not only the health benefits but the people like you better they want to be around you and they're easier to influence in fact the studies I put into the laws of charisma I looked into that with charisma and leadership and influence and they found that when you're cheerful and happy and you make others happy that's always associated with good leadership management do it because you have to I'm gonna make you do it leadership do it because you want to I want to do it and I'm happy doing it there's a difference there one study showed that when you use humor in a presentation it increased trust in your audience humor also increased that connection we talked about last time and actually increases their attention to you and your message they've noticed that most leaders have a great sense of humor the other study I found too is that people are less likely to disagree when you use humor so let's get into the likability the charm and how that generates more charisma makes people easier to influence and we've got to talk about people skills and I know that's one that gets bantered around oh yeah people skills but this is one we can always work on because you can get along with people like you that's easy but the more you can adapt to different personalities different styles different people the better you are in leadership management and influence there's just no way around that and so we got to discover some basic people skills real quick so you can think about which one you need to fix and work on because I guarantee there's one if you think you've arrived in people skills man we've got a lot of work to do because if you ever come to my seminars you know I talk about the woebegone effect where we rate our skills higher than they actually are that 90 percent of people rate their people skills above average and we know that's not possible you can't even do it and it's so fun when I can see people's faces at a seminar and I'll say you know that person that no one's likes you know that person that rubs you the wrong way you know that person that thinks they're funny but they're not and everyone's like yeah we know that person and everyone's shaking their head up and down like they could be you and then the jaws open and there's silence I'm, like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it it is you there's certain people that feel that way about you you've got to connect with more people and that's all about people skills because remember last time we talked about that instant connection finding those similarities and from there we got to go to our people skills in fact, some studies show that 66% of the people downsized. It was actually a Harvard study where it downsized from their job or downsized because of their inability to work with people. They just, nobody liked them. But, of course, HR didn't tell them that. Yeah, we didn't like you. It's like, oh, economy, downsizing. And so that person doesn't know that nobody liked them. And that's one of the challenges that we need to take a look at. So a few basic people skills. Use their name. It triggers a pleasure center in their brain, and they like you more. And it grabs their attention. Learn to smile. Increases sales in retail settings 
It increases satisfaction on the other side of the phone in customer service. There's something about a smile that's contagious, even over the phone. Show them respect for them and their time. And part of that, too, is not to demean the competition or make fun of other people, because that pulls you down and just as much as it does the other person. So that's one. Becoming a great listener. We've had shows on that before. When you can truly listen with your ears, your eyes, your heart, they'll tell you everything you know to persuade them, and they're going to like you more. That's easy, but we can all work on that one. Eye contact, probably around 70% of the time is what you're looking for. 100% means you're either angry or falling in love. Probably not something you're looking for in the persuasion process. I guess it depends. I mean, if you're at a nightclub, that's something different. And we can spend all day on this, but of course, the final one is just having good manners. Good manners, good old-fashioned manners, treating them like a great person, showing respect, having that smile, eye contact, really caring, putting your phone away, whatever it needs. That's a big part of that charm, working on your people skills. Go to the mall. Find people you don't even know and become their friends. Practice it when you don't need it. Go to that family reunion and pick someone you don't know, become their best friend. Practice this when you don't need it. It can go a long way. And then another aspect of this likability and this charm that creates charisma is rapport. You're like, okay, what is rapport? Well, it's kind of a harmonious link, a social synchronization where you feel where you've just connected with somebody. You can open up, you can talk, you can tell them your life story. There's different things you can do to increase that connection, to help that connection. I mean, one of it is the ability to read body language. And if you want to know more about rapport and body language, that's on podcast 50, Charisma and Report. If you want to get the back episodes, those are all available on Influence University on the free part of the membership. There's the also the advanced membership where every week you're getting a new tool, a new video, a new audio, and a few things to help you out. Check it out on InfluenceUniversity.com for the archives or for the advanced PhD in persuasion. It's available there. But reading this body language is really important as you work with people. That's why if you've ever studied NLP or neurolinguistic programming, they teach mirror and matching, which works. Basically, when people are in rapport, their body language synchronizes. You take a drink at the same time, your breathing rate synchronizes, your energy level synchronizes. All these things tend to synchronize, your posture synchronizes. And it's all done subconscious, it just happens, that means there's a connection, so you could watch it from afar. And a college professor's like, yeah, whatever, wait a minute. And so she would go to different restaurants and pick someone 10, 15 feet away, and she'd take a drink, same time, wipe her face at the same time, take it by the same time, and ultimately the person would come over and say, do I know you? You seem very familiar to me. So that's a powerful thing. So what mirror and matching does is you're accelerating what's going to happen naturally. You're just speeding up the process. As you sit down with somebody at a negotiation and they lean back, eventually you do. If they fold their arms, maybe you just want to do the fig, <laughs> a lower folding of the arm. They call it the fig leaf. Doesn't have to be identical. You don't want to do it the exact same time because you'll freak them out, but this is real. I know that one that most persuaders blow is energy. Because they read somewhere, you got to be enthusiastic. And enthusiasm has its place, but if it's Monday morning, they haven't had their coffee, and you're like, it's a great day. <laughs> and they're, whoa, whoa, too much. I mean, you've met people like that, or you call the depression hotline. It's a great day at the depression hotline. I'm here to help you probably get someone to hang up on you. It just wouldn't be a great connection for you. So there's something about that and how that works. So the people skills, rapport, learning to mirror and match. Part of it's understanding the science of proxemics, the study of space. We've spent time on that before to where you violate someone's space, there's a disconnect there. Whether you touch something on their desk or you touch them. I mean, touch is an interesting one. 
or you're sitting too close or standing too close. And this varies by culture. South America to a North American, it feels like they're in your face because South America, it's much shorter, 16, 18 inches. North America could be 24 inches. Germany's 28 inches. Some place in the Middle East, they want to feel your breath. I mean, it's just different. No right or wrong, but you have to adapt. Sitting in someone's favorite chair, I think you probably have a grandpa or father, the favorite chair, someone coming over and sat in the favorite chair, just the the thickness in the room, the, that you can just feel that something is wrong, that is a challenge. And part of that, too, is how you sit. If you're sitting with someone, sit on an angle, especially like at a restaurant. You meet them for the first time. Sit on a slight angle to where there's less confrontation, so proximity should be part of this. And realize, too, it's sometimes that we talked about mirror and matching, you might want to break the mirror and make someone feel uncomfortable. And you're like, really? Yeah, lawyers do it all the time. They're in your face. They're going to gesture the opposite of you, make you tense and uneasy so you'll blow up and say, I'm guilty, I killed him, I did it. Well, it might not be that easy, but that's why they do it. Coaches get in your face. They break that space barrier. They grab your face mask in football, they get your eye to eye. Sometimes people like to break the mirror. It's very intimidating. It's could be used in a positive way, but some people use it in a negative way. They break that mirror. I mentioned touch. Touch can really accelerate rapport. It is such a powerful thing. We got to be careful. There's so many laws now, and that varies by culture in so many different ways that we have to be careful. Some people just don't want to touch. They grew up not touching. Even a hug, you can feel like hugging a, a tree or something. They're just all tense. That's not their thing. And that's okay, but we have to be able to adapt and adjust to it. Now, most people are okay with a touch on the shoulder or the forearm or the hand or a handshake. That's a touch. Librarians who touched on the hand get higher valuations. Waiters and waitresses that touch below the shoulder received higher tips. People shopping for clothes touch just on the back, kind of back on the shoulder towards the back. People shop longer and bought more. Part of that, too, is going to be your handshake. People don't realize that handshake is touch, and this is across the world, and this is just such an amazing study. Bad handshake will set you back one hour in building rapport. You know, you feel you get inside, you're like, ah. And it's just that nasty, oh, feeling. And we've all done that. We've probably all given bad handshake and received bad handshakes. And it's interesting. I mean, the whole history of handshake goes back to the, the knights of the round table, or at least the knights back then, to where you exposed your hand to show you didn't have a weapon under your cloak. And that showed people your friendship. And that's where it actually started. So I go down the list. Too many pumps, you know, they're pumping up and down. You're like, okay, dude, dude, dude. You're right, too many pumps. So they pull you in or too sweaty, too cold, too hot, too wimpy, too strong. I mean, you know that. We don't have to go down that list. But are you doing some of those things? Versus if you're influencing up, especially to like a male CEO, they're going to come up on top with their hand. That's just what they do. That's a power play. Should you fight him for it? Well, it depends how much you want your job, I guess. That's something you need to be aware of. So handshake is a real thing across the world. I don't think I've been to any country where people refuse to shake. I mean, some countries got to be careful of the male-female thing as far as handshakes are concerned. But that's something that's real. So this is something you've got to practice. Talked about mirror and matching. Mirror their strength. Walk up, good eye contact, square shoulders, feet point to them. Shake their hand, mirror the strength, two to three pumps, let go, and it's amazing. I've done this at seminars where we practice a handshake and evaluated handshakes, So this is before they knew it was an issue, and people had no idea they had rotten, bad, weird, strange, ooh-type handshakes, and that's something, again, you don't know. If you don't know what it is, we can't help you fix it, 
as we talked about in the last podcast. So this is report. We've talked about people skills, which is important, really understanding and learning those people skills, and of course developing that rapport, the mirror and matching we talked about, which could be mirroring their voice, mirroring their rate, mirroring their body language, mirroring their energy level. Those are things that are real that goes a long way. That makes a huge difference in your success and what you're able to do. In fact, I was flying with this uh, CEO, large hospital conglomerate. We were talking, and I said, I, let me ask you something. I bet the best surgeon you have is the one that gets the most lawsuits. His jaw dropped. He says, how do you know? I said, number one reason doctors are sued are bad bedside manner. The people didn't like them. And your best surgeon is probably very analytical to the point, yeah, you're probably going to die, and this is going to happen. You'll never walk again. Things that people don't want to hear. Doctors don't go through the bedside manner training. Some doctors have it. Most don't. But it's an issue that's out there that learning how to connect, learning how to understand, adapting different personalities, different styles is a big piece of what you're able to do. It's a big piece of your success and your ability to influence. Wrapping this all together, last two episodes, we talk about connectivity and charisma, getting people to like you because it's real. When they like you, persuasion is much much easier so let's switch it up a bit and do the persuasion ninja ninja go alright so I was monitoring this persuasion encounter that's what I do this was somebody selling social media services and they were the question ninja remember great persuaders ask three times more questions and it's the question that's going to get you the right answer and they were good they were powerful I was writing down a few of them but they led them down the path to be persuaded to get the yes. And it was a large order, a multi-year order for social media services. I mean, just great questions like, well, tell me the one thing you appreciate and you like about your services right now. Right? So they found out their hot button, the thing they liked. Then they came back around and said, okay, with the services you have right now, what's the weakness? What's the one thing you'd want to improve and change? The one thing you want to see happening better? What is that one thing? And there it was. So now they have the strength, what they like, and here's the weakness. That, that's the, the chink in the armor, as they say, where they kind of go in and find out, okay, this is what we want to do. And it was all about questions, leading them down that path, just great questions. Then halfway through, they use what's called a trial close. They said, in your opinion, does what I'm offering you solve your challenge? Their heads going up and down. Yeah, it seems that way. And they knew they were on the right track. And then at the very end, is there any reason we can't proceed with the order? right done done and done it was a series of questions I didn't put them all down but it's probably a series of 20 questions that worked out really well found the hot buttons found the pain found what they wanted to do found out their budget constraints then all of a sudden done done and done and everyone was happy so that is the persuasion ninja of the week social media marketers that did it the right way we love to see that so thanks for being here today you've got two more days on 80% off on HealThePain.com, and they will be taking that one down. That is Persuasive Presentations, the formula, which is in the audio series and the application guide to help you become more persuasive in the formula for your persuasive presentations. So follow us on Instagram at MaxInfluence, and also on Facebook at Maximize Your Influence. Like us, tell your friends, family, tell the whole world the power of persuasion, because we want you to master these skills, become better, become more influential, Be more successful, make more money, and go out and make the world a better place because you could do that because you've learned how to persuade with power.